Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on, everybody? We are back, back, back again. Uh, myself. <laughs> <Why are you? laughs> I mean, listen, when Pat does it, it's like, all right, I guess that's his thing. But, uh, you know, that's his thing. Not your thing. That's his thing. <laughs> and really, it's thank you. And really, it's not even his thing. It's it's uh, what's your name, right? Uh, Sh- not Shangela. Is it Shangela or is it? Um, I Yeah. I think it's Shangela. I think it's Shangela. I don't know. Someone can yell at us. <laughs> they are currently yelling at us as they're listening. So yes. I was going to say we did get yelled at. So so just to just to start it all over again, uh, I am BJ, and obviously you heard Brian, uh, and hey we there. are back again with another Doctor Who uh, microsode for special number two, Wild Blue Yonder. Um. <laughs> but we did actually get a message on our one of our socials. Um, it's pronounced Russell T. Davies, not Davis. Even so though it looks okay, like Davis. And I and I I am telling you right now that's what I used to think. And I'm not saying that this is definitive. However, the Doctor Who podcast said the official one. I'm not talking about ours or like you know whatever <laughs> the official. BBC with Russell T, whatever, we'll just call him <laughs> Russell T, on the show, they said Davis. So now maybe it's their accent, because I looked at it, and sure enough, it looks like it's spelled Davies. But uh, anyway, all that to say, if that's the only thing you're yelling at us about, then we're doing fine. <laughs> uh, it was so funny, too, because I was like, oh, I have a message on Instagram. And then I was like. Um, I yeah. was I was like, oh, a message on our on our flame on Instagram. And what's funny is normally it's just spam. And I was like, I was like, oh, cool. What weird deal or like phishing scam do we have today? And it was actually somebody who, of course, my phone is on the other side of the room charging. They messaged they messaged me too. Uh, to, to, <laughs> so, so so yes, thank you. Uh, and I'm sorry I forgot your name already. Uh, uh, someone from California, but thank you. And I think <laughs> it's still unclear as mud how he says his name. So now the trick will be, dear listener and or BJ or myself, to scour the archives of the internet and video 
to find somebody saying it and like he actually like confirms it or hear, hear or hear him say it himself. I don't know. I won't be doing this, by the way. I say that this is a thing we should do. I will not be doing this, but uh, but it is left to an exercise. Uh, is, I always screw this up. It is left as an exercise for the listener. So good luck. And don't. I, for a second, there, I thought you were saying it was it was going to be left for the exorcist. It'll be less for the exorcist. Russell Crowe, the Pope's exorcist. That's what we're leaving. Anyway, uh, so all that to say, yeah, Russell, De- Russell T. Uh, and I'm glad somebody listened. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Honestly, when you get those kind of things, you're like, hey, I'm just glad you listened. Yeah, that's fine. Thank you for that. But yeah. Well, no, yeah, it's, it was one of those things where I was just like, because because like I, I generally have I actually had some coworkers find our podcast and start listening. And then they were like, this is guy, this podcast that sounds just like you. And I was like, what <laughs> podcast is it? And they were like, it's I think it's called Flame On Podcast. And I was like, I, I, there was no like hiding. I was like. And she was like, she's like, is that you? She's, I was like, yeah, you got me. I, I didn't, I was not mentally prepared for, uh, for somebody at work to be like, I found your podcast. This is your <laughs> current job, not your previous. This, this is my current job. Honestly, if oh. somebody in my previous job found it, whatever, more power to them. Maybe right, they'll get yeah. some culture. Um, <laughs> But uh, but no, it honestly it's works. It's a really fun group of people, and um, I love them. And sometimes I lay awake at night, scared to go to sleep because I'm afraid that I'm actually living a dream, and I'm gonna wake up back in Florida. Oh, gross! (laughs) It's very scary. But speaking of terrifying, um, the new episode of Doctor Who. Holy fucking shit! Uh, My my heart my heart rate jumped. Way too high. My watch almost. My watch was like, "Are you working out?" And I was like, "No." Um, yeah, I was very curious about this episode because when they released trailers for the three specials, this was the only trailer. It said, "It said Wild Blue Yonder," and then every clip they showed in the trailer said "redacted." Hmm. And I was, I was ter, I was terrified. I was like, "Why is this redacted?" And honestly, they made the right call because, uh, good God, I was floored. So um, we'll go – last time I think we started with what we didn't like or we or our, our, our grumblings is what, yeah. is what we did last time. This time we'll start with what we liked and I'm going to go first. Um, honestly, I love the Lovecraftian of it all. Like it this, – this was on par with Midnight – um it was very much on par with midnight because midnight none of that episode went from like kind of cutesy just like nothing episode to just an outright horror of like humanity and how everybody reacts to the unknown but in this one it was purely just donna and the doctor um yeah i think it uh it uh it was a delight focus on those two actors uh pretty much to the exclusion of everybody else except the uh very attractive gentleman who played isaac newton in the opening <laughs> little moment and and somebody else i think he he's talking to his wife or his girlfriend or ah, somebody hot newton um, i love hot, hot newton. newton so much and hot and not uh white thankfully and I know that that, as we talked about last week, and, and I have since been hearing more grumblings, not that I expose myself to that part of the uh, society and internet as, 
I, I try to avoid it at all costs. But yeah, the people out there who are grumbling about like the trans representation of Doctor Who and then now, oh my God, Sir Isaac Newton's what is he? I don't even know what he was. He's, he's uh, not white. I believe the actor. I believe the actor is um, uh, Nathaniel Curtis. Um, wow, actually, he is yeah. very attractive. No, very, very not not my type in terms of his uh, his uh, uh, what do you call it? His uh, skinniness. Like, let's just be honest. Oh, he's not, wow. not, not not necessarily you know what we're going for, but but like right out the gate. So he hasn't done much acting. Um, it's, uh, he was in, it's a sin. Yes. Um, that's where Russell, Russell T, uh, obviously <laughs> most recently worked with him. And as you will see, if you go back specifically to Russell, but others too, if they're in a production of one of their, whatever's prior to a doctor who it's a pretty good chance they're on the short list for the doctor or a companion, or yeah. in this case, a role like this, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if this actor had been on the casting like uh you know if he had been asked to audition or whatever because that uh what was oh, it russell david russell did uh rtd i could also say he did uh second coming which featured chris eccleston before he did yep. the doctor who reboot and he did casanova which had david Tennant before he took over as doctor the doctor so you know you see this quite often um but, but of course like why not you know you'd like working with somebody you know they're a good actor then why not? Right. But uh, yeah, so I'm loving the fact that they did that. I think the, uh, the joke about uh, Mavity, not gravity anymore, but Mavity <laughs> was pretty funny. It's, it's like a very Douglas Adamsian kind of, you know, time travel. Ha ha. You know, you've just changed time, whatever. Um, and it's funny that they then used it a couple times throughout the episode. Like that was, that was cute. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Those were moments because of the episodes, otherwise sometimes dark, and foreboding uh, baseline that actually were really nice punches of humor. Uh, yes. So I do appreciate that balance when, when, and whatever writer, but Russell does it very well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, so you like the Lovecraft stuff. Of course you did. Cause you, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're avoid I'm, sent yourself, right? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a horror gay. And, and so it just, but also just the fact that it just came, it came out so hard. Like you were aware that that wasn't the doctor and Donna, but honestly, I was shocked how long it took me to realize that it wasn't really the doctor she was talking to. And, and the, and it wasn't until like a Donna walked into the other room. I was like, Oh no. I was like, Oh no. You knew something was going on because the way they cut between those two rooms and what they were doing Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense after the first the first cut because like the doctor basically has Donna doing some weird, you know, task, right? And the doctor goes off and does a different weird task. And so uh, I think the first time you see Donna come over and talk to the doctor and then you're like, all right, that's fine, whatever. And then you see uh, they cut back and the, you see that other, the other side of it. So you're like, okay, unless there's some weird time travel or something non-linear going on with time yeah there's something going on and then you're like oh, wait a minute this is a yeah doppelganger or something yeah like and and then it becomes a cronenberg nightmare oh <laughs> uh, well i think that's funny too because uh like very cg like there's there's definitely a few moments in this episode where you're like wow that's cg and wow and then there's a couple episodes with the uh 
the body morphing stuff that you're like, oh, that's CG. Um, well, I'm thinking of they when they grow have... very large and then oh, like, yeah, one yeah, of them's yeah. eyes is really large. I'm like, you know, it's Disney, but mm, that's not always uh, the same. The, like, you know, the job. Different levels of but, Disney uh, budgets, you know. But they actually had body doubles. Um, yeah. Do you watch the behind had, the scenes stuff? Yeah, they had two. They had two body doubles um, for the doctor and then they had one body double for um, Donna. And I was like, oh, I, I actually really appreciated that because it was I think it was the scene where the doctor like flips like on his back and starts crawling after her. It gave me um, there's actually a body contortionist that was on The Flash uh, and he was on America's Got Talent. And he plays Ragdoll. And it's one of those things where I was I never thought about just hiring somebody that, you know, can contort their body in this day and age. But it actually makes a huge difference um, uh, because because, like you said, there are those moments where the CG was just like, oh, OK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there I mean, then there are moments where like he's crawling after Donna. And I was like, nope, I don't like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And several times the doctor's. So, so the void sent the uh, eldritch horrors or whatever the the nameless what are they called the no things not nothing but no things which is pretty great. Like yeah. there's moments in it where yeah they like the doctor specifically the the doctor no thing like does this very feral beast like running which thinking about it I will say if they were copying them I guess they had their memories like they weren't copying them by doing that. That no. wasn't even a bad copy. That was like them channeling a memory of, of a beast. But again, like that kind of follows because, you know, spoilers, of course, with all of this, um, the culmination involved somewhat the doctor basically saying, don't think about anything. Don't think about the pink elephant in the room. You know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. And then it sort of starves them, which is what the, uh, the, you find out kind of, or we put, we piece together that the captain of this giant, corridored ship uh some kind of a colony ship transport ship at the edge of the impossible edge of the universe uh like that that, that basically they space themselves to keep the uh to keep these uh creatures from copying them and fully being able to just you know impersonate them and then this of course gimmick with the very very at first we're not sure what's going on but the very 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 slow countdown to an explosion by the uh, <laughs> by the by the very cute little robot that also kind of had a little uh i'm thinking more of the douglas adams uh the hitchhikers movie they did uh, yeah not the tv version but like you know this little marvin our android guy you know slowly 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 walking to hit the shiny I've candy like uh, uh button that explodes the whole I ship. felt like that had to have been on purpose like 100% that there's no doubt in my mind that like mini marvin bot was somebody channeling their uh their hitchhiker's guide feels I it's something I mean it's a, it's a cute design I, I really I did, I did I did wish that the robot had more point but I mean the point was pretty important and, and necessary uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I I think I've just rattled off a couple things that I certainly didn't not like. Um, I don't know what else. What else did we like? So uh, another thing, they uh, just to just to just to go back with the wokeness. Um, uh, another thing was the fact that Donna was just kind of like Sarah like Newton, kind of hot, and the Doctor immediately going yeah, and then going oh, 
is is that how I am? But what's funny to me is that there was it was David Tennant a long time ago, and I think it was when they introduced Captain Jack, and Jack was traveling with them. It was Jack and Eccleston. It was, it was Jack and Eccleston and, and they're just like, well, he's, you know, all about all sorts of like, a, he's a, he's a man of the th- of 31st century. And then, and then Eccleston's just like, or time Lord. Like, so the doctor's always been very fluid, but also the doctor isn't like a relationship, sexual, like charged being generally. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's like, a tricky thing with the doctor and, 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 and sexuality because I know some people who have watched doctor who are kind of like, this is boring. Why don't they have sex? Why don't, why is there no tension? And so some writers more than others have played with that notion that the doctor has a somewhat, you know, not sexual necessarily, but has somewhat of a, of a, of a relationship. And I think most notably with like, you know, river song as, as Mm -hmm. his wife and, and not just in that, you know, weird, ridiculous plot thing that, Stephen Moffat wrote about the fact that he's why she is his wife and all that stuff. But in like that one night, the last night they spend with each other and it's this, you know, hundreds of years or however long it's the last night. I think it was, it's it's like 20, a a night on, um, last 27 years. Yeah. So, So, I mean, like, but I mean, you know, okay. So you, but you, it's, it's delightfully ambiguous what they did with that 27 years. And, and even Capaldi's little, eye. Uh, eyebrow raise doesn't say explicitly whatever but but <laughs> back to your point and the whole woke you know whatever i don't i don't even consider this woke because it's just kind of obvious not even it's like subtext yeah. but like obvious like if the doctor can be a man and a woman and is inherently non-binary in in that way or 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 gender fluid let's just say uh of course he could potentially be attracted to either i think what's really nice is that they just full-throated said it they didn't yeah. leave it as the tenant or Eccleston's little, I think it was, I think the first time they did it was when Jack met Eccleston and Rose. And I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, the doctor was, was jealous of, um, was jealous of, uh, Rose flirting with, uh, the, with Jack. Like it was yeah. something about like, I want to dance too. And I, and I'm, if Pat were here, he'd remember exactly the moment we're talking about, but I think, I think, yeah, that's, that was, and that was of course, Russell as well. So uh, yeah, the queering up of Dr. Who is, is certainly not uh, new, but also it makes sense. Doesn't have to even like whatever you want to call it. It, it just makes sense. Right. And, and so. it's, and it's just, and it's just like a conversation between friends. It's, yeah. it's very, but I, but I do like, I was going to say that, that right there, uh, I, I thought it was really cute especially they're just walking down the corridor, chatting with each other, chilling. Um, and she's just kind of like, I knew it. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other thing that I know will be controversial because not really a lot of people liked it. I thought I liked it, but the execution I felt was a little bit messy. Um, they did not completely ditch uh, a lot of what happened in the last season. Oh yeah, um, the flux. They, the flux, and they made a slight reference to the the ch- uh, the timeless child, where Donna's double is like he's like Gallifrey, and Donna's just like, oh, "What? Well, you don't really know where you're from." And then he's mm-hmm. like, kind of looks at her, and then she's just like, she's like, "That's weird." And so the, the, this idea that like it was a very controversial thing in the last showrunner did. 
but they are still kind of holding on to little bits of it. I love the because Fl- I loved Flux. Flux was fantastic. Yeah. I think and Flux I, is Chibnall's best uh, season, and it's the most yes. cohesive. And it's yeah, is there implications as far as the Doctor's true nature? Yeah, but I mean, honestly, even that whole beat isn't brand new. The doc- no. Seventh Doctor had this whole sort of subtext sort of thing in the background where he could be the other and that's somebody very old and special and sort of instrumental to the founding of the Time Lords and they never resolved it because it got canceled. But yeah. there's always been this idea oh I should say that he's special. There has fre- yeah, there's been frequently it's been sort of played with, especially in the um the books and the audio dramas. Like the doctor has played with this idea or the, he has been not just any time Lord, but something more. And so saying he's the timeless child and that's where the time Lords got their origin. I mean, whatever. I don't, I, I did not like it at the time. I thought it was kind of what, like, I just, I just didn't like it. Now I don't hate it as much. I think if I had to pick anything I hate, it's that they keep trashing Gallifrey <laughs> and killing <laughs> off the time Lords after Moffat brought it all back with a nice little <laughs> maneuver and then kind of got to play yeah. with it. To me, it's like, why would you take this giant toy that is the Time Lords of Gallifrey, this whole series and set of <laughs> possible things to play with in your story, and just summarily go, nope, they're all ta- they're all Cybermen now, they're all dead. Now, to, to say that, though, it is possible, and Russell, Russell did this in uh, when he killed off the Time Lords originally, <laughs> He uh, brought him back for that end of time special when Tenet regenerated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Always bring them back. And there's always story hijinks and things you can do. So I've just kind of made peace with it all. And I do appreciate, I think Chibnall said this too in an interview. He's like, what matters the most to a Doctor Who showrunner, writer, whatever is that your impact, your changes, your your contributions to the the history, the mythos that you see them if if you see them or when you see them down the road with another showrunner, it means that it wasn't just fan fiction because all three of them have basically agreed that the doctor that they write to them is fan fiction or not <laughs> but when they're not running it anymore since they're all three and I'm talking about the three, you know, current uh, this this you know last three you know since the reboot like they they love doctor who so much that they want it to be real but they don't feel like it's real so anyway all that to say yeah. thrilled and you know even though again i don't think his seasons were the great the greatest 
Uh, I think Jody Whitaker was wasted in a lot of ways as far as an amazing doctor, but the flux yeah. solid, I think, end to end, maybe with a couple little whatevers. So well, and it's that guilt, the fact that that the doctor feels responsible for like a, a like a third of reality, physical reality being decimated. Um, which was I actually liked the kind of like how the entire universe didn't get destroyed but it definitely got fucked up. And mm-hmm. the idea that technically what happened with the flux caused maybe the edge of the universe to get that much closer and that there's things out there muddling about in the void that could kind of like inch on into reality if you're not too careful or if you go too far out there. So I, I like this idea that there's the consequences. This was a consequence I didn't really think about when I was watching flux and this wasn't really a consequence that that wasn't something that had kind of, cause in my head, I'm like, you've already got Lovecraftian type, like cryptid aliens, like, you know, the, the weeping angels that, that you have to worry about, but just something coming out of the void, you know, that can eventually copy somebody so perfectly that even the TARDIS is like, Mm-mm, not dealing yeah. with that. <laughs> so, we didn't really even talk about that. And, and I don't know if that's oh, something I like or not, but the fact that the TARDIS did this thing where, which I think it's definitely done before. Yeah, it, it, ab- kind it of absolutely has runs away. If it's something that's very scary for it and not just scary and like, Oh, it's scared, but firmly and profoundly dangerous about, um, sorry, my earbuds are doing weird things. Um, but yeah, like like the uh, the I'm trying to think of the other time they used this, but the had oh, they used it. You know, the... uh, it was Jody's first episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was That's Jody's a... first episode. So there, it wasn't. It didn't run away, but it, it got some, There was some sort of yeah issue where it got separated, and yeah. technically they were on the same planet. It was just out of phase, and it just happened that the Doctor was able to find. Uh, f- to find it and i know it happened in um uh blink where the doctor oh, got yeah. separated from it he got shunted out uh, to a different timeline by the angels um so he had to figure out a way to actually get the tardis to come back to him so it's right. it's been in blink that's the other episode that's kind of similar to this one um yeah, it, it, yeah so it's and like even with um uh, midnight midnight the tardis there he he couldn't just call it like well, it was one you of those have things to, yeah you have to find a way sometimes to write around the fact that he can always just leave and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to use it as a as a thing to propel it forward and you do something different but like yeah no i i, I do appreciate that i will say and this isn't a disappointment well it is a disappointment this isn't a criticism of the episode i think when this episode was discussed online or you know by the producers at one point there was this shroud of mystery around it and things like you said were redacted and all this stuff. And in my head, I remember saying the one thing I took away from it was you just wait. This, this episode is going to be like all about the TARDIS and really get to explore uh, this really like out there space. And I just kept thinking it was in the TARDIS. And so everything up until about a week ago, I was really excited because I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a brand new TARDIS and something's going to happen and it spills coffee, you know, on the console. And they're going to be stuck in this like crazy mess of TARDIS because I do really enjoy 
the episodes and there's very relatively few where they do spend time in the TARDIS, not just in the console room. Right. Uh, yeah. The Neil Gaiman episode that we referred to last week that there was that whole, I think we talked, I think we did. We were talking about that, right? Um, oh yeah. yeah. It was the, the, um, the, the TARDIS the doctors. It was the doctor's wife is the title. Yes. Yes. And it was some, some creature um, pushes out the, essentially the TARDIS's mind or essence into like a body it built and it takes over the TARDIS and you've got Rory and Amy stuck in this TARDIS that's now been taken over by this thing. And then you have the actual soul of the TARDIS. The TARDIS essentially can communicate with the doctor in the body of this, this makeshift body of, of a woman. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was, that was another one where like they kind of write with the TARDIS as like, not really the antagonist, but the issue of the TARDIS not being readily available is part of the issue of the episode. Yeah. And, 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 and just, but I mean, I guess what I was saying in, in the similarities is I love those episodes that play with the TARDIS and the fact that at the end they're in the TARDIS, but the TARDIS is controlled by Michael Sheen's voice, disembodied voice and like a house. And he's like messing with them and they're running through corridors and all this cool stuff. Anyway, so all that to say, I thought, and this was a disappointment, not a criticism of the episode. I thought that that's what this kind of episode would be. I was <laughs> not disappointed with the, again, seeing Catherine Tate and David Tennant playing two different versions of their, of their characters and, and seeing that just, you know, episode in a bottle or whatever story in a bottle, like the closed room adventure or whatever. Like I just, that was nice. The only other like piece to that, I'll put a little asterisk next to is, Given that there's three specials, I guess maybe it you feel like there'd be more of an arc or there'd be more of a epic thing for each episode, mm-hmm. not just the first and the last one, which it definitely seems like this last one we'll talk about the giggle from the previews it, it is going to be the epic, you know, big show stopper, oh, yeah. right? But um, so to speak, but like I it is a bold choice in the second of these epic specials to sort of go down tempo a, a bit and explore this, like, you know, Lovecraftian, uh, what's, what's the movie that they all, everyone always, the sci-fi one where they're off the end of space or something, or they go to event horizon, event horizon. I was literally about to say event horizon where the, yeah. the ship went through, actually went through a wormhole and ended up going through hell and then coming back. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, it, it's a bold choice that Russell did to do that. Yes. But again, you got such a gift and it's also sort of a nice character moment because you really do get to explore the, the Don, Donna's relationship with the doctor through different lenses. So yes. that was also kind of a nice moment. And again, having the doctor have a breakdown. I mean, I don't think the doctor typically has those moments in his life where he is just profoundly furious and frustrated and sad and just lets it out and then has like a vulnerable moment where he later is like, I'm not okay, but I will be in like however long. So, I mean, those were nice beats. I think more than anything, that's what I enjoyed of the episode. So, so yeah, not a bad, not a bad episode, you know? Yeah. Just, just my last, my last little, (laughs) no, no, not at all. My last little cherry on top for my, for my happy beats is the fact that you got, a final performance from Bernard Cribbins as oh, Granddad. Yeah. I 
I squealed because I didn't think they had film were able to film anything with him before he passed away. And when she opened the door and it shows him sitting there, I was I was like, ah, my roommate was like, you good, bro. I wasn't sure when they were going to show him, but I knew that he was at the table read that they did. And I knew he had filmed something. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know when. And I'm just so happy before he passed away that he got that moment. Uh, though there is a behind the scenes video on YouTube there, he's talking about it and he's very professional and very almost de- detached from the, the special, special nature of everything. Mm-hmm. And he, cause this dude, Bernard Cribbins was in doctor who the Pershing era, which if you don't know, there was a doctor who movie, actually there's two of them with yeah. uh, the guy who played, um, uh, from star Wars. It's what's his name? Well, Peter Cushing, but it's, he played, um, Grand Admiral, not Thrawn. Um, what's ah Moff Moff Tarkin? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Moff Tarkin. He played him, and this guy who played that horrible whatever in Star Wars, horrible, but you know, villain. It was the Doctor in these movies, and Bernard Cribbins was in one of them, and was like that was from like the it's like the second Doctor era, kind of sort of like in the late sixties, I think early seventies maybe. But so yeah, he's got a grand yeah. long tradition of Doctor Who, and uh, it's really nice that they had that moment. I hope there's a little bit more of it, like in the next episode. But I honestly, if that's all we get of him, then that's okay. I I like I said, I didn't I didn't see any of the behind the scenes stuff till after I watched the episode. So like, mm. it was a legitimate happy shock for okay. me i was like oh my god and i, I wanted i on i teared up a little bit because honestly he was it was something about the noble family like the entire family i absolutely love they're just all of the those characters are so well written like even donna's husband is so funny i it's it's yeah it's it's really really it's really really cute so um were there any critiques you had or anything you, um, you particularly was like, no. I think the CG was the only thing that I was not like overly like, again, in very small moments, otherwise look great. Um, no, no, I mean, it's, it's a down tempo episode or it's a, it's a different type, but that's the, that's the beauty of Doctor Who is it's got so many different styles and, you know, ways that it can express itself as a show that I guess if it had been three specials of all epic, 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 that might have been honestly too much. So maybe in that way, having like that star beast kind of moment where it's a kind of a caper, but there's stakes, but it also sort of serves the plot of getting everybody back together, getting the band back together. And then you have this kind of like bottle episode with character moments. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I think if there's anything in my brain that's negative, it's just that. And then again, the disappointment because of the whole secrecy thing, which again, <laughs> if, I think going forward, Right. It's expectation management. That happens all the time. Honestly, that happens a lot with Doctor Who because there's a lot of times where the, especially when they do a cliffhanger and there's this big mystery and they're trying, you're trying to solve it all and you're trying to put all the pieces together. And then your solution or your thought about like, oh, well, it's because the blah, 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 like this, like the, the name of the doctor stuff. Oh my God. There were so many theories about, well, why, what's the name of the doctor? Why is he blah, blah, blah. What's going on? And then the actual like explanations were like, Oh, oh, that's it. Like, <laughs> like the, the, the resolutions in Doctor Who on average are a little underwhelming. But this case, I think actually the resolution was pretty good. And and I actually I will say this, too. And I swear this is it. I really appreciated the, the thing about the end where, again, we've spoiled everything else. 
the doctor almost leaves Donna to blow up on the ship and only at like the last minute, like, you know, realizes and calls it and, and saves the right Donna. Like that one was, that was a genuine, <laughs> like, Oh my God, that almost happened. And they, they milked that moment for all they so, could. So that's my one thing I didn't. So it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I felt personally victimized by it. I will, I, I will, if I ever see, if I ever see uh, uh, WTD or uh, RTD, RTD, if I ever RTD. see RTD ever in my life, I will be like, you're fantastic. I love you. You're very, you're, you're a great showrunner. You're a great writer. But if you ever in your life pull that shit again, I, cause here's the thing. I flashed. It, it, it took me right back to that episode. Um, where they found out that Amy was a flesh double and she had actually been kidnapped for like half the season. And I was like, Oh, well, fuck you. And then the fact they did the same thing to her baby, I was like, and as soon as I saw this, I was like, let me tell you what you fuck with the noble family again, ever. Do not like the idea of him taking some eldritch horror and dropping it off with Rose and Sean. And I'd be like, I can't, I can't watch this. It, I mean, but like literally the whole, I was on the edge of my seat. My heart rate was elevated. And, the, and I will say the reaction the doctor had where he uh, turns around and looks at her and goes, your arms are too long and then mm-hmm. flips the switch. And now the TARDIS has an ejector platform Oh my god. I was like, I was like, absolutely, let's go. But I was like, and then the fact, but when he was holding her and gave her a kiss on the forehead, I was like, I I was had the episode not ended when it did, I was going to pause and go for a walk. Because that I was like, don't do that to me. Oh no, it, that, it was it was heart-wrenching. No, I I like right? I said, I, I I appreciate a show that will throw a twist like that to at the end. And you're almost convinced that, nope, that's what's going on here. But of course, you know better. You know they're not going to do that. But that writing is and the acting <laughs> and the whole thing of it's so strong that for a moment you suspend your disbelief and you think, oh, no, that's exactly what's oh, and happening. The, and the buildup. The, like, the thing is, the entire episode, they did such a good job of the whole thing when you have a double. And when they were talking and you figure out, like, like Donna figured out that, that her doctor was when they were in the, the the corridor, but the doctor didn't realize that it wasn't Donna until it started laughing at him. And I was like, ah, but like, then when you had the two Donna's rolling around wrestling each other, I was like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So like, no, I mean, other than... <laughs> those are fun moments though. Again, when you have this kind of story that you get to play with, I mean, you know, the whole, who, who's the real, who's the real person in here? Like, like that's such a trope that it's like, okay, but they played with it in fun ways. And then they did uh-huh. the, like you said, the body horror and just the other crazy nonsense, like <laughs> that'll keep you up at night. Like I, th- I remember Davis, sorry, RTD did say that <laughs> this episode specifically was going to be a little scarier for the kids. So just be warned parents. This one's a little tough. And he was right, because if I had seen that as a child, I think I would have nightmares for sure. Uh, oh, no. Like, I, I even went back online and looked up the scene where it's like Don is being is like, my arms are too long. And he's just like, 
He's like, huh? And she's like, my arms are too long. And then she like shows him her like yeah. wobbly weird arm. And I was like, ugh. And then, but the doctor with the arms that were both super long, I didn't. I was like, mm-hmm. ugh. I don't know. It's yeah. it's Cronenberg, Cronenberg horror. So mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm is. super super excited for the 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 giggle. Um, because not only because it it looks like it's going to be huge and epic and fun, but it also has Neil Patrick Harris um, hamming it up in the best way oh, possible. Yeah. So no, it's <laughs> something about be... Neil Patrick Harris with a German accent. Yeah, that's interesting too that they're kind of going with that. Although that might just be like that moment. I don't know. Like he's amazing. That's going to be great. It's going to be epic. And oh my god, how are they going to land this whole thing? And how are they going to do the regeneration? And then in the whole thing in an hour. And then the fact that we're going to get to see Shooty for the first time as the Doctor, like for reals, not just as a whatever the heck that whatever thing was at the end of the special or uh, the end of uh, Jody's era. Anyway, I think all of that combined, it's going to be a. I just don't know how you do it in an hour. I think this is where I'm like, it's going to be like that that the the Star Beast. It was just go go go. I mean, it's going to be so packed and just tense and crazy and yeah i'm excited but i'm also yeah. like kind of then sad because we're not getting another one until christmas which isn't that far of course which isn't, like, you know, like, it'll be like two three weeks away so that will it's but then it'll be the long wait for the actual season i think after that yeah. but i'm i'm excited i i can't wait so uh also listeners if you're excited please let us know on all of our socials um if you would like to let us know how uh rtd's name is properly pronounced <laughs> feel free to send us no, a message don't, don't. <laughs> only with proof i don't want anyone else messaging us unless you have primary source proof from an interview where either he says his name or somebody is very clearly like you know oh this is his name and then he, the, to him and he's like yes that's my name like i yeah none, none of these other little like whatever i want primary source internet that's discourse yeah pure chaos um but yes if uh, listeners if you're enjoying this if you like it as per usual please give us a review feel free to message us um i am uh super close i actually set up um a blue sky i'm setting up i'm gonna set up a blue sky account for us so then we can kind of just X is there. We will still have it. I may still post things on it, but it's yeah, sinking ship. So um, yeah, uh, <laughs> but the migration uh, yes, is well underway to Blueski. Absolutely. So um, with that, everybody have a wonderful whatever time of day you're listening to this. If you're pooping, have a wonderful poop. Whatever you you need to do to have a wonderful day. What I'm sure somebody listens to us while pooping. Oh, I'm that's sure they do too, but I mean, okay. That's that's a choice. I'm saying but have a have a have a have a happy have a enjoy your season. And uh yeah, I think we'll be back here very soon for the giggle, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was like I I, I had I had fun with you, Brian. I, I want to spend more time with you. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll do. We're going to do one for the giggle, and then I think one for uh, the Christmas special, and then we will wait till the next season ends for us to give our full shebang on uh, the new Doctor and the new companion and uh, the first new season of New Doctor Who. And with that, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.